This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. And we're now going to have a conversation about events in Sudan. Not South Sudan, which is another country, but Sudan. Um, and the paramilitary group known as the Rapid Support Forces have announced that they will begin a ceasefire despite continued heavy fighting with the army in the capital, Khartoum. We're not really sure what's transpired in Sudan um, over the last few days, but we do know that there have been many fatalities, almost 300 and thousands and thousands of casualties in what has been dubbed rival forces loyal to two military generals uh, going at each other in what looked like the makings of an attempted coup which was thwarted. So let's get clarity from Sabir Ibrahim, an advocate um, uh, I'm not really sure how to introduce you, uh, Sabir Ibrahim. So I'm going to ask you to tell us who you are. My apologies. And Professor Mamo Muchi, who's a political analyst. Um, so Sabir Ibrahim, I'm not sure. Are you a spokesperson for the Sudan People's Liberation Movement? Or do you represent advocate Sam Muofe? I'm not sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm a political analyst and a specialist in the Horn of Africa. So. Okay. And uh, I'm uh, and also member representative of Sudan People Liberation Movements here in South Africa. Okay. My apologies. Uh, we were just getting no, two two different two different um, interpretations. Professor Mamo Muchi, hello. Yes. Uh, hello. How are you, sir? Yes. N- nice to hear my brother Sabir. Fantastic. Uh, and he has done a, a PhD on uh, uh, conflict resolution, peace okay. and security. Okay. So uh, in so, uh, UNISA. Also. So we've got the right people here. So yeah. as I said earlier on, we are watching all the way from South Africa and we get tidbits, but we're not really sure what is happening. So perhaps, Sabir Ibrahim, um, could you help us understand what has happened in Sudan? Mm. Uh, thank you so much and thank you for the listener. Um, and, and, and you see, what is happening in Sudan it was an inevitable war. You know, we don't have. We, we, it is. It's, 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 it's very rare to find two uh, armies in one country. Mm. So whenever you create a parallel army, you end up in problems. You end up in war. Whoever wants to control what? So we passing in Sudan. We passing in very hard challenge of transition from military dictatorship of Bashir. Mm to a civilian democratic system that, you know, uh, uh, for, to, to, to set up a Sudan, new Sudan for, 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 for better life for all. And that, that is that problems. The army, the, the army, they wanted, they, they don't want it to relinquish the power because the power, that means money. You see, those two generals are the most richest people in the Sudan. So for them to leave the power and give it to the civilian transition government, they don't like it. Yeah. That's why they created the coup of uh, 25th uh, October 2001 mm. against uh, Abdullah Hamdu, the prime minister. Okay. And those two of them, they are the one who created the uh, military coup against the civilian government, yeah. transitional civilian government. And now for them, both of them, they are fighting to control the Sudan between each other. 
Okay. So, so, so out of this, 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 this thousand of the, the civilians are uh, being affected, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, really what is happening in the ground, it is really messy. Mm-hmm. Atrocities, you know, thousands of them that are living in Khartoum today, hundreds of them that are dead, mm-hmm. thousands of them that are injured, mm-hmm. no access to the hospital, no access to the mm-hmm. food, no access mm-hmm. to the clean waters. And a really tragic, you know. I don't know what what shall we do mm. as African. What mm. shall we do as African to hope to put 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 uh, mm. put solutions? Okay, let's bring in Professor Muchi here, also just to get some clarity because when the fighting began um, more than a week ago. You know, we just saw plumes of fire, plumes of fire in um, Khartoum. Um, There were reports of hospitals being shelled, which goes against the rules of any war. Um, And then, of course, the mass exodus of people, many deaths. And we still couldn't work out who is who other than two rival generals um, challenging for power in a transitional military uh, environment in Sudan, and we also heard of fighting in Darfur. Could you just tie in the dots for us, please? Yes. Uh, thank you for a good, a good question. I think, the, uh, as uh, Brother Sabir said, um, the democratic transition, if Sudan mm. all right, transits mm. into democracy, mm. it really becomes a huge jeopardize uh, because substantial economic power is now in the hands of these uh, military generals. Right. The military has ex- extensive control over lucrative state-owned enterprises, gold mining, livestock, mm. construction equipment, de- defense contracting, and all this uh, uh, is why why you was just saying Sudan's war in Darfur now, and now they are also doing it in Khartoum. And all these things you see is that. The other critical problem is that, as you notice, with all these wars, the international uh, courts, you know, human, humanitarian, they have also said, as they said, Omar Bashir, they wanted mm. him to be uh, mm. taken to, uh, to court uh, because of genocide and uh, crimes mm. against humanity. That was done. All of them also face that if they, right, mm. continue uh, to allow a democratic transition to come in the country, mm. they will then be, justice will then come to them. And they may also be uh, you know, right, uh. taken to international human court. So because they have these challenges, they, they, they feel very threatened. And so they want to continue. And now the serious issue is after the, uh, you remember the, this guy, Al Burhan, the general? Yes. He was after the, uh, the people rebelled in, in, uh, in Sudan and uh, removed Omar al-Bashir mm. in the 2019. You know, he, 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 he was also part of that at that time. He mm. was with the civilian government that came. The prime minister, but eventually they overthrew that the, the, the civilian government again, mm. and they, they then took the military to take over the country. Okay. So they are really making a great mess of the country, and and the war is continuing everywhere. It's not okay. just continuing in in Sudan. 
There's also border countries, yeah. conflicts in uh, between Ethiopia okay. and Sudan and things like that. So we have very serious challenges they are doing. This is very, very wrong in right. Africa. Should There should be a, uh, really a democratic, civilian, right. human rights anchored system to emerge. Okay. And this must be opposed. And the African Union, all of us, all of us who are democratic, must really resist it very strongly. Right. What they are doing is criminal and, okay. and affecting the ordinary people are dying. They are not dying. Okay. They are making money uh, Professor Mochi, if I could just ask you to just um, uh, give us a chance here, because I need for our audience to, to appreciate what you're saying, just for us to understand the chronology of events. Okay. So in 2019, there was an uprising in Sudan that led to the ouster of Omar al-Bashir, who had been a longtime ruler of Sudan and a formidable leader of Sudan. And that uprising ultimately led to the military stepping in to restore some law and order and setting up a transitional council. And Omar al-Bashir was put in jail, my understanding, in Sudan, but not to the ICC. That military council was then run by General Abdel Fattah al-Buhan, who is, we're told, the de facto leader. And then somewhere within the military are forces loyal to other generals in the military, such as um, a rapid support force, which operates like a paramilitary group. And we're also told that in that war in Darfur many years ago, Omar al-Bashir, when he still ran Sudan, he set up paramilitary groups in different parts of the country that were working as as separate organs of the army. And one of those is the Janjaweed, which caused a lot of mayhem in, mm-hmm. in Darfur. Yes. Now, in 2023, in the middle of a transitional government after that coup in 2019, the different sides of the military, legitimate military and the paramilitary are now fighting amongst each other for the resources that you've spoken about, oil, gold, access to ports, authority. And they want to take hold of these levers of the economy to create wealth for themselves. That's what you're saying. And secondly, they want to get a foothold in power because if this government was to make way for a civilian democratically elected government, a new democratically elected government might hand over half of these generals to the ICC for prosecution. So they need to stop that. Absolutely. Okay. I think think that's the picture. That's what I'm understanding you to say. Yes. I think you explained it beautifully. So, Sabir Ibrahim, what has happened to the people's revolution because the scenes in 2019 with that uprising where young Sudanese speaking up about women's rights, young Sudanese talking about an inclusive society. And that's what the military had promised to do is to usher in civilian rule that takes into consideration the needs and the demands of a new generation of Sudanese around the economy, around women's rights and the like. What has happened? Where are all these young activists? Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, uh, that is a very good question, you know. You know, I, I, I would like to say that, you know, the political parties in Sudan, they're very weak. And unfortunately, the political party, instead of getting support, hundreds supporting the, 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 the youth, revolution of the youth, 
they tend to betray the youth revolutions and and, and running after the generals to get power. Mm. This is the situation whereby the political party compromising the revolution of 19, 2019, which is hosting the Bashir, just because of power. In, you, have, you, have the, you have the streets supporting you. Millions of the Sudanese get out and say no, no for the military's rule anymore. Mm. Instead of supporting you back up with these masses, they run after the, the, the military's last to get power. That's why the militaries, they use this opportunity because there is no strong political parties. And unfortunately, mm. the youth, they are also weak. They are not united. Ah. They are not united in the manner that, you know, they don't understand the trick of politics. And there is no politi- there is no any uh, changing transition to the democratic country without the political parties, which have got the experience. Okay. So the youth, they don't have that experience. Okay. However, they have the tools. They have to how how to demonstrate in the street, but uh, but practically they don't know how to do mm. politics. Okay, that is part of the problem. You see, that's part of the problem. And unfortunately, but there is, there is a third party, by the way, in this war, mm. which is uh, the, the 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 Muslim Brothers. Mm. And our army in Sudan is the ideological army. Okay, it's not a neutral army. The army is supporting the Muslim Brothers. Okay. And the same army which has overthrown the government uh, of 1989 yeah. against a okay. democratic system. So the third parties working harder to come back to power, which is the mm. Muslim Brothers. Okay, and, and the Muslim Brothers angle, very... There is another angle, there is another scenario also. Mm. There is other countries also, neighboring countries, external factors are coming to the war. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we're expecting they not see peace very soon. You know. Okay, very, very briefly, Mr. Ibrahim, who are the Muslim brothers? Because I know in Egypt there was the Muslim Brotherhood that, mm-hmm. that sort of led the country after the revolution, but they were quickly ousted by uh, President al-Sisi. Is it the no, same the organization? Brothers, the Muslim Brothers in Sudan, this is the political party. Let's call it uh, the political party which is ruled by Bashir era. Aha. The okay. Bashir era, there is one political party which rule controlled the whole 30 years. Mm. And which the Muslim created brothers. the old army. You see, the, the old nationalists, Sudanese nationalists yeah. in the army, they have been kicked out of the army. They okay. bring an ideological army. Okay. It's a jihadist army, which okay. is fighting, fighting, killing millions in Jero- right. South Sudan. And uh, killing millions. And the people who are creating these uh, parallel uh, militias to, to encounter uh, insurgency against the Darfur okay. rebels. Okay, so I understand it better now. So the army, which should be loyal to whatever constitution, loyal to the will of the people in that revolution, is ideologically still loyal to the long-serving ruling party of an ousted leader. So the leader might not be in power, but somehow he still has a lot of influence over the country, it seems. That is very true. That's okay. very true. And you see, we, we, we have never come across with any change, transition that we know. We did is, we, they failed to dismantle the generals of okay. the previous government. All right. They failed to dismantle the securities of the previous government. Right. They failed to dismantle the intelligence of the security. So the whole Bashir system is intact. Right. We failed to dis- dismantle the Bashir system. That's why we, have, we end up in this crisis. Okay. Thank you uh, for your view, Sabir Ibrahim, Professor Mamo Muchi. We're taking a short break, and when we come back, please, can you tell us what the AU can do and what regional players can do? Getting you what you need to know. Power Talk, weekdays 9 a.m. to noon on Power 98.7. 
we've been trying to get an understanding of events in Sudan um, that have dominated international headlines and have been a real um, tragedy in the face of a Muslim Ramadan um, and uh, getting an understanding from Sabir Ibrahim and Professor Mamo Muchi. Professor Muchi, what can be done by regional organizations? And I know before we say, oh, the AU is useless, it looks like it on the surface, but really within the confines of AU protocols on peace and security, what can be done? You see, um, the reason why this conflict between the two generals uh, took place is because there was an attempt uh, to prepare for power transition to civilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that idea was there. And when that happened uh, last Saturday, they started on 15th of April, they started this uh, conflict. And now people are being killed. So, and this uh, civilian is uh, backed by the West, it's Western backed. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Western world, they are saying that you should, you should enter into the, uh, democratic not a military arrangement. Mm. But then, as, as uh, you know, these uh, generals, they are scared they, because they too might uh, go to ICC. They, and also they have a huge amount of resources they, they own. And they, for all their own private reasons, they value their, their own private interests, mm. not the public service of the Sudanese people. Mm. So they, they came to this situation. Now, the key question now you are asking is how can, what should be done for Sudan, for Sudan to enter into, uh, you know, a civil human rights anchored democratic, all right, yes. uh, uh, culture and, and civilization. And how yeah. can it enter into that? And how, what should all African countries, I mean, it's not just conflict in Sudan. We have everywhere we have challenges. Yeah. How can we come from this, all right, yes. uh, people who serve their own interests, they value um, their own money, not the service of the people. Yeah. How could we get public servants, public okay. service leaders? How do we bring this about? Okay. And I think, I don't know how the African Union, uh, others, you know, uh, yeah. in all different countries could do. But I think instead of thinking about the African Union, I think all of us, like you, yeah. In fact, the Power FM and others, we should really also focus on how to bring solutions, okay. how to also change the mindset of our own people yeah. to make sure that they cannot go to war. They cannot k- mm. k- k- kill ordinary people when okay. t- for the advantage of their own selfish okay. We have to leave it there, unfortunately. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Sabir Ibrahim, very briefly, what can South Africa do? A lot. You know, South Africa is the most respected country in Africa, and they, they can listen. And precisely the Sudanese government, or Sudanese people, really, they, they are very inspired by the South African experience that transitional from the apartheid to, to the civilian uh, peaceful transformation of the government of South Sudan, of South Africa. So South Africa have got a lot of things to do, and precisely Comrade Siri Ramfusa could have uh, sent an invade that, you know, because, you know, African Union is really powerless. Yeah. So let the South African government and South African civil societies uh, to do something practically, because we have a uh, atrocity there in Sudan. Yeah. And so okay. to speak now, uh, we don't know what will happen tomorrow. Yeah. If you have okay. almost yeah. hundreds of people dead, you know, nobody even bury them. Okay. All right. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, but thank you for giving us a perspective just so that we have a better appreciation of what's going on. And um, uh, 
it might not seem appropriate right now, but it probably is good to invoke Allah. So when I say um, um, Eid Mubarak, I mean it for you and for all the people of Sudan. Sabir Ibrahim and Professor Mama Muchi. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.